what can I tell you? Uh, maybe some good advice rather than just bad stories. Well, it's Dad Pants time again. We're here, and you know what we are? You know what this is? We're just dads getting together to wind down after a hard day's dadding. And if we can give a bit of advice in the meantime, fine. I'm yet to be convinced it's helpful, but, you know, some people think it is, so, um, you know, let's just keep going. Now, last couple of episodes, we had a missing dad. Uh, So that dad's back, but now we've got another one missing. Jesus Christ can't get a full complement of dads to save ourselves so rich you're back son hello i'm back i'm back are you you finished being teacher busy or have you no i'm okay completely (laughs) ratchet (laughs) but i'm I'm sticking it out toughing it out because i'm a dad is there a particular kind of teacher job that's uh burdening you so or just general teacherness Oh, there's a lot of general teachingness. There's a lot of um, programming um, requirements at the moment. I'm trying to get through, and there's um, I've I'm doing my masters as well at the moment, so that's always fun and games. Oh, so yeah. um, that's just kicked back into gear again, and it, it ramps up very quickly. So it's just a bit of too much coming to too much and then trying to be a good dad and husband and oh, yeah. everything else all at once. It gets it gets on top of you a bit. So. Feeling, feeling the pinch, but I'm sure we'll get through. I hope that being good dad's the one that's failing, so you've got some content to kind of talk to us about here. <laughs> it always takes the back seat. <laughs> ben, how are you, friend? I'm good, Stu, uh, and hello to the fellow dads with us yeah. this evening. Yes. Well, there is another dad here. There is. There is another but dad here. Now, just in regards to being teacher busy, tonight <laughs> I spent... About oh, about seven between seventeen and twenty minutes teaching my or help assisting my five year old daughter how to read, uh, and that was enough teaching for me for a long time. It was very difficult, oh. very very difficult. So any advice that I can get from the dads out there, or even the dads in here right now, uh, would be great. Even though my wife's a teacher as well, uh, she came in and gave me the, the side eye. Any results? Like, <laughs> did you do all right or what? Oh no! I got I got kicked to the side because uh, I'm not patient enough and haven't been educated in the ways of teaching five year olds. All right, but it's coming. I did get a little bit of advice from my wife. She's a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> well, what were you getting wrong? Like she gets a shot for every sentence she gets through, or something like what? <laughs> my that's, that's great positive reinforcement. <laughs> but I'd, I'd support that. My issue is is that. I feel like she knows all of those, all of the words that she's reading, and yet refuses to read them. Right, yeah. just um, to show and you up. So, well, just to sort of to push my buttons, and sadly, <laughs> it's not actually about me. But in that particular point in time, uh, it really it does roll me up. It really rolls me up because pretty, then, pretty paranoid you know, viewpoint you have there. Well. You know, it's one of those things about being a dad. 
Sometimes you're a little bit paranoid about stuff. But um, she is five and is learning how to read and I am 42 and can't understand that. I can't understand that concept. (laughs) That's my biggest issue. Thanks for listening. No, (laughs) it's okay. Um, And you know what? I might just check. So we got Rich, we got Ben, we got me. Any other dads out there? Hello? Is that um, is that you trying to get me to talk there? Is that what you're talking about? That's me trying to get you to talk. It's Monty, everybody. He's a dad. Hey, guys. It's good to be back. It's good to be a dad. Congratulations. How are the pants feeling? Pants are feeling like they fit all kinds of different. It's great. <laughs> All right. Well, you're awake and you're talking, so that's a win. (laughs) Uh, So your daughter was born late June. We are now uh, mid-ish August. So are you getting sleep yet, fella? Yeah, I sure am. She's been um, she's been really really good. Um, The first I'm gonna say three weeks or so, sleep was hard to come by. It was kind of shift work from me and me and Lindsay. Um, but then we just decided to start trying to kind of everyone go to the bedroom at night time and kind of just mm. get up in there. And that kind of worked to, you know, quite, quite well, kind of almost too well to the point where she's going down for kind of two, five hour, six hour stretches at night and has, has a feed in between. But mm. the last maybe four or five days, we've hit a bit of kind of maybe six onwards, six to about midnight. She's just all sorts of fractious and kind of burpy and farty and kind of just not feeling good so it's been a bit bit tough the last couple of days but but all, all around pretty good and yeah I'm, I'm getting good sleep so yeah not too bad right. what about your wife though equal or yeah equal um i mean the only i'm getting up i've made a point of it to get up when she's feeding i'm usually not that much help and i cop a lot of shit from lens usually because i'm just like oh mm. that sounds hard oh it's no good and she's like just shut up either go to sleep or help out but like yeah. i can't i can't get, get me some captain crunch yeah exactly yeah a lot of cereal <laughs> fetching um but no it's uh, she's sleeping i'm sleeping at the moment knock on wood everything going well Awesome. I like the phrase all sorts of fractures too. It's uh, mm. one I'll be uh, weaving into various things throughout the week. I've been using fractious a lot and she, Linz had never heard the word before. Do, is everyone familiar with the word fractious? Yeah, I can't say it's much of yep. a run, but I'm aware of it, yeah. It will now, for sure. Good, good. Um, well, look. We're going to ask you some more questions, Monty, and get some more kind of news out of you. Before we do, though, I might just get through a couple of quick uh, bits of admin. Uh, I'd I'd like to shout out uh, my friend Kenny, who has also just become a father. Yes, I doubt he's getting any sleep yet because, you know, it's uh, within the last two weeks. But, um, yeah, well done, Kenny. Um, And, yeah, all the best. Thinking about you. Congratulations. Congrats, to you. Kenny. Good job. Well mate. done. I'd also like to shout out our friends at Melted Toasted Sandwiches in Canberra. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. Who I, I tagged in a Dad Pants post. And um, yeah, they've been having a chat to us. And they have said that they're, you know, you know they're happy to, um, to, for us to come in and, and have a bit more of a look around and a chat. So. Um, we might get roving reporter Matt onto that at some point because there's nothing we like talking about more than nice, melty, warm 
toasted sandwiches. So, Monty, uh, you have... Uh, a toasted sandwich maker? Yeah. Do you have a flat press or a, or a jaffle maker? No, but I feel I need one. Um, I was just mm. explaining to... We had some spaghetti bolognese that we had frozen some time ago for dinner tonight. And um, my wife was saying, you know, what are we going to do with the leftovers? And I said, we could make jaffles. And she said, I don't know what you're talking about. And I said, you was know... Was it like you'd oh, said fractious? Yeah, it was very similar. She's been looking at me weird Fractious for a lot Jaffles. of words. Yeah, yeah. That was I was in a band called Fractious Jaffles. Um, so yeah, I, I I tried to explain Jaffles. Apparently, it's not a other parts of the world thing. Is that not on the kind of quiz you have to answer to to get into the country citizen citizenship style? Jaffle. What's a Jaffle? Well, yeah. What's Don Bradman's average? What the hell's a Jaffle? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I, I would put that on there. Do you do you guys subscribe to the the putting old bolognese sauce in a jaffle? Yeah, of course. Yes, absolutely. yeah, hundred percent. What do you think? What What do you think we are? Good. I was made to feel weird today, so yeah, thank you. That's good. Any no. leftover food? Well, not any, you, but no. but a large jaffle. a large percentage of leftover food will always go well in a jaffle. Yeah, mm. anything that's it's cooked in a sauce can go in a jaffle. Yeah, I that's think, fair. Well, not. Mm-hmm. Not butter chicken, according to Wigo, but... Yeah. Why not? Well, that's just a personal thing. You wouldn't put it... Why not? Oh. Now, I'm sorry. I, I, we were going to ask Monty some questions, and I uh, overtook it with, with Toasty talk again. No, that's uh, good. Sorry, no, that's Stuart. okay. That's all right. Let's ask him some questions. Uh, you guys got any questions for Monty about his uh, first almost two months of uh, fatherhood? I have one question, Monty, and that is, have you had the one night yet where... Bubs has slept all the way through and you've woken up with a start yes. thinking, hang on a second, what's going on here? And run into the baby's room and found them just beautifully asleep uh, and you've realised that you've just had your first full night's sleep since the baby's been here. Happened yesterday yeah. morning. We, um, yeah, we were out. talking about this earlier. <laughs> we, we, um, we went to sleep at about 11 after her just being all sorts of hard and just kind of like farts, burps, not feeling good put her down and um, I'm back at work working from home so Lynn said um, don't don't worry about getting up you can just sleep through I'll, I'll keep it quiet so that you can sleep for work and woke up at about 8am going oh that was great she didn't wake me up nothing wrong with that I roll over and she's asleep still and I was like oh thank you so much for being quiet and she says what do you mean it's it's 2am right and I'm like no it's 8 in the morning she's like oh my god I haven't fed that baby and then we that baby yeah we um we don't have that baby in her own room yet she's still in our room but we both jumped up and looked at her and like, oh she's sleeping like an angel and absolutely fine we were a bit kind of worried the whole day, like, oh, should we feed her more now? Like, has she eaten enough? But no, it was brilliant. It was lovely. And it was, yeah, a solid kind of seven or eight hours, and it was amazing. But, yeah, woke yeah. up utterly scared. Yeah, Monty and I were talking about this earlier, and I, I felt bad because we forgot to warn him about that, didn't we? <laughs> we forgot to warn him about that night when they sleep through and you wake up terrified. Yeah. I, yep. Oh, my God, what has happened? That was scary. But it only happens the once, so don't get excited. Yeah, yeah, sure. I can imagine. Because every subsequent time, it's like, go back to sleep. <laughs> All right, so you, you've passed through the moment of, of being terrified. Um, several what moments. Other, like, I've had heard, several moments of being terrified. We've, we've heard your dad diaries, but is there anything else, any other thoughts, observations, or anything from your first, 
you know, weeks of fatherhood that um, you, you kind of want uh, analysed or kind of, you know, uh, drawn out a little? Um, I I keep living in this, this weird world where everything seems so important and so... Like it's all all consuming and everything now, yet I can see in a more meta kind of macro way that this won't mean that much later on, that this will be very different to what the rest of it is. And I I felt that during the giving birth thing and everything, and you're like, wow, this is everything in the world right now, but this you'll barely remember this. This won't be much. I think it's different with her at this age, but I do feel like what I'm doing now is not really the bulk of dadding, if you know what I mean. It's not kind of, it doesn't, I mean, I'm kind of just helping still with everything to do with breastfeeding. I'm still kind of being there. Me and my beautiful daughter, her name's August. I don't know if you... Yeah, I remember. I think you said it on the podcast. Me and Augie have been kind of doing a little bit of talking in the morning and stuff like that, and she's getting there and kind of making sounds and looking at me. But other than that, I'm not offering much as a dad just yet, if you know what I mean, (laughs) other than kind of cuddles and whatnot. That will change, right? I'll get to teach her how to read and stuff, right? Yeah. I think just, yeah. you know, your reassuring presence is probably what you're providing at the moment, right? I hope so. I think that, yeah. I think that as as in general, I think that it's far too easy to give yourself too much um, too much crap. Like, I think that you just got to accept that your instincts are generally pretty good. Yep. So if you do something wrong, it's probably not going to adversely affect them in the long term <laughs> and if you feel like it's right and she's happy and smiling and engaging with you and making eye contact all those little things that's amazing okay. like you know that's what it, that's all you can do at the moment because as you say she can barely see let alone exactly yep. so you know you're just you're just trying to you're just making her feel safe and that's all you can do and keeping yourself and your significant other as happy as possible while you're going through the process uh-huh. so yeah that's like good advice. Absolute bang up job. Well, the, the, thank you. And remember, at any given point, there's not one right thing you should be doing. Yeah, that's that's so. So there's a yeah, there's a limit to how hard you can be on yourself for not doing whatever it is you feel you should be at any given point. Well, one thing. Question, Monty. Yeah, go on. Sorry, I'll I'll just quickly jump in here. Please. This is a it's a pretty easy one to answer. But have you found yourself at one time or another? Just sitting somewhere with Augie, and then all of a sudden four hours have passed? Yes. Yes, often. Um, Yes. It's good, isn't it? It's weird. I thought it was related to to sleeplessness, but then it just keeps happening, even though I'm still (laughs) sleeping better. And that worried me a few times. I'd be like, holy shit, six o'clock. What have I done? What has she done? Should she be fed? Where is everyone? What's going on? And But um, no, I, I absolutely get that. Um, another a good thing that I have said to Lindsay many times is that it's been the happiest time of my life. This has been by far the best thing I've ever done, and it has been the happiest and best time I've ever been through. So that that's a good thing, I think. Mm. <laughs> that that bit of perspective where yeah, where you don't have to, you're not worried about anything external. Like there's no yep. there's no work to worry about at yeah. that stage. There's no no one's asking you for anything. Yep. It's literally just you and your partner and your baby. And well, particularly so in lockdown, sort of, right? I was going to say lockdown yeah. even added to that where we didn't even have to tell people to leave and stuff like that. It's just been the three of us and it's been great. Yeah. It's, there has been one of the interesting <laughs> things has been um, the, the greyhounds. I have two greyhounds and 
slowly them getting kind of used to it. It's very funny because there is that thing that if I turn away, they could they might eat her. They they won't, but you know it's still kind of in my mind. They might nibble. Yeah, it might just try it out, see what it's like. Um, but it's funny. I found that they're actually far more concerned about her. They will start mm. crying when she's crying and come over and look at us oh. like, what's going on? What, what are you doing? But I think it's more like, shut this thing up, I want to sleep, more less yeah. than kind of I want her to feel better. But that has okay. been an interesting, that's the only kind of outside world than the three of yeah. us we were you know, reacting to. So are you willing and able to tell us a little bit about the actual uh, day of birth itself? Yeah, absolutely. It was... Um, insane to say the least. It was, it was the craziest thing I've ever been through. It um, started on a Monday evening, so we were getting um, uh, an, uh, what do you call it, an induction. See, it's so funny how quickly you forget because it was so important then and so, so nothing now. Um, getting inducted. <laughs> well, she might. That might be the first thing she disagrees with. But anyway. <laughs> um, getting inducted on a Monday evening um, with. So she said, go home, um, feed the dogs and stuff, come back. Everything was supposed to kick off in the morning. They gave her some gel in the evening to just see what was going on. I went home, fed the dogs, came back with some dinner. As I got back, they said, quickly come in the room, shut the door. Um, everything's kicked off. You know, her waters are broke. There's um, myconium, my, uh, poo in the water. So we got to get this baby out ASAP kind of thing. Like, that's what's going on. It's like, whoa, shit, okay. Um the baby doesn't come ASAP. The baby is just labouring all evening. That Lindsay labouring all evening. Uh. About maybe 2am hits the um, I want the drugs button. And we're like, okay, sweet, let's do that. Gets She gets the drugs, gets a bit better. We get to about 8 or 9 in the morning. The drugs are wearing off. She needs more drugs. That's not working well. Get to about 11am the following day after about 6 the evening before and it's like, no, we need to do an emergency C-section right now. And it's like, whoa, that's pretty hectic. And so 10 minutes later we're in the um, in the theatre and it's, you know, absolutely insane. They tell me to, you know, get in, in my, my theatre gear and I'm waiting in this room and they say, you wait in this room, we'll go get everything ready. And I'm sitting in the room. Did on my you have own. like a scarf and a beret and stuff? And then they. Oh, go, I was going to say, what did you, you dress as King Lear? I used oh. <laughs> theatre stuff. I was more thinking like um, one of the cool doctors from like ER in the '90s with like a, a, a um, bandana on and my own kind of cool scrubs. But um, the King Lear stuff's better. Uh, so anyway, I'm sitting in there on my own, <laughs> very nervous. And like freaking out, and then they say, "Come in," and you're sitting there with her, and there's the um, the thing up so that I can't look down, and that's probably for the best. I really didn't want to look at that. Sure is. And, sure <laughs> um, is. And we're sitting there and freaking out a little bit, and they're getting her out, and it's sounding pretty hectic down there. And then there's one moment they pull her out, and we hear a cry, and and that's very emotional and great, and. But then there's a lot of franticness and they grab her and they hold her and they've got her over there and I'm looking at her and it's all crazy. And then it finally feels a little better when I hear one of the ladies over there start laughing and I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. 
and she calls the other people in the room over and says, look at this baby, look how big this baby is. Baby's huge. And I was like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, we had a very, very large baby, and that was what, you know, eventually it was like, okay, everything's all right, she's fine, she's well. If they're laughing, everything's fine. And, um, yeah, that was that's a kind of pretty brief rundown of <laughs> what if how, how it all went. <laughs> so what, what kind of weight were we talking about? Uh, she was 4.44 kilos. Um, so and not ridiculous. Not ridiculous, but neither me nor my wife are of any kind of largeness. Very big. Yeah. yeah. And um, she, the main thing was she was 95th percentile head size. She was all head. To, Lindsay kept saying she was like a, like a bobblehead. <laughs> um, yeah, she, she wasn't coming through the regular way. She was going out the sunroof, no, no questions. And, um, yeah, she was 95th percentile in length as well, very long, very tall. Um, and, yeah. But so yeah, that's that's the kind of brief rundown of you know how it all happened. Well, <laughs> I got a I, hey look that uh, it, it hit a few buttons with me. I definitely got um you know thinking back to the experiences that I've had. It's it's pretty cool, but it is so intense in that moment, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. It was um was really cool, and I don't think I was ever that like really worried i i kind of knew that it was all fine the good thing about the long labor was um august was always fine she was good during the whole thing so that made me feel fine um but yeah it was quite nerve-wracking at the end there just thinking wow the two most important women in my life are in major surgery right now what yeah Mm. and how did Lindsay kind of come back from that uh, you know mentally and emotionally as well. well, obviously physically it takes time, but mentally and emotionally, um, so far really good. Um, smashed it. Um, been a real trooper, but we are aware that you know, it, you can get PTSD from that kind of thing. It's like a major event, and so you mm. got to kind of, even if you're not thinking about it in the front of your mind, make sure that you're kind of processing it all right. So there's still still yeah. a bit of that, but she's she's so far smashing it. Absolutely doing really well. Um, but good to keep on that in case it changes. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, everything got very unfunny for a little while here. No, we're, no, we're, you know, it's it's dad pants. It's not, you know, crazy dad comedy hour. I thought we were recording crazy why dad not? comedy hour tonight. Yeah, well, <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. Well, no, I think if, um, I think if, you know, we can't spend some time talking about the birth of your child, then we're probably got the remit of this podcast wrong completely. However, we made the remit, right? So Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. It's Crazy Dad Comedy Hour. <laughs> so, alright, Monty, well that's a pretty big start to your dadding life, but um, yeah, it sounds like you've everything's been smooth since then. Apart from, you know, a couple of little issues which you might uh, seek some advice from the pants panel on when we come back from this break. Whenever I'm at Dildo Shopping and Fishwick and I need a delicious tasty snack, I like nothing better than dropping into Melted for one of their delicious Reuben sandwiches. Or why not try the Butter Chicken Special? Wiggins, what do you think of the Butter Chicken Special? I'm going to pass on the butter chicken special, but the Reuben is amazing. I'd also like some chips, thanks. Some chips. I'll just take a salad. Do they do a amazing. Monte Cristo? 
I like that as a sandwich. That's a good sandwich. Ooh. You arrogant bastard. Oh. Why would they... <laughs> Why would you need to eat a sandwich named after you? There are kids named Reuben. They're not on a podcast ordering their own sandwich, though. Oh. That's melted in melted toasted sandwiches in Fish Week. Try it today. Diddies and sandwiches. Can someone get me some firecrackers, please? Melted toasted sandwiches have everything you're looking for. I'll have the Reuben. I'll also have the Reuben. I really like Reubens. That's a good sandwich. Great name, too. Yeah. Like bechamel on everything. So you, yeah. mm, I was going to say, the old Croquemonsieur is hard to go Ooh, past. Oh, is a good singer, yeah. This is a long ad. Or, um, I don't know what a Croquemonsieur is. Uh, it's just a... Uh, it's like a, like like a Croquemadam, uh, but without the egg on top. Yeah. <laughs> it's a ham and cheese, then. Uh, French, so... <sighs> the bloody French. Ham on a queso. That's a good place to end. Have we sorted out what the collective noun of dads is yet? I know that was one of the Oh, ones, yeah. Well, I, yeah, we had a few. There was a post that uh, we put in, in our Dad Pants Facebook group a little while ago, uh, which you can join and talk to us in. Uh, and when I say us, it's pretty much me and occasionally Matt. Um, but the question was put out there. What is a good collective noun for a group of dads? Now, my my answer to that was a beef. I like the idea of a beef of dads. That's a group of dads. Um, we had Peter Barry say an amber of dads, mm. which I assume is a, uh, a reference to the liquid. Uh, Mike Barry said a scrotum of dads. That's not very bad, is it? Uh, and Rich, you had a sack of dads as well. Yeah, which, uh, a rack of dads. Yeah. Oh, a rack of dads is good. And and our friend um, Tony Rao of uh, Punny You Should Say That, which is a podcast you can enjoy with us on it occasionally, uh, he said a barbecue. So there you yes. are. Yes. Although that, he said, although that does sound more like a line of sperm donors, a par B Q. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's a little list of uh, um, potential uh, collective nouns for dads. A scrum of fathers. Yeah, just before we push on with more uh, new dad Monty gear, um, Ben or Rich, you got any kind of dad anecdotes or, or any kind of dad-related stuff that's happened to you this week? Well, I'm in a bit of a... I don't know if I flagged it before, but we're trying to get our son off the off the nappies for the number twos. Oh, right. And in quite, in, in quite serious kind of tone, even though it is obviously incredibly toilet-related and hilarious because of it, um, is anyone... Is, was this, is this a guy thing, this boy thing? Like, he just refuses to drop his solids... In the toilet. Mm. It's just not happening. Like, he wears undies all day, but hangs on. Like, he will come home and put on a nappy in order to go to the toilet. Mm. Is this something which is... Is this boy behaviour? Because our daughter, we had no dramas whatsoever. So I'm just I'm just wondering if anyone's had any similar, or is this just my freaky son and we need to 
do something with it. You know what? I'm struggling to remember. It was a bloody long time ago, which is not helpful for a podcast. But I do, rem- I do <laughs> remember right. that. Um, I do remember that we did have we did offer up a bit of a prize for, yeah. for pooing on the toilet. Yeah. We, oh, we've tried that. We've we've really kind of pushed the pushed it out, and we're just not getting any return. Well, on he's meant to push it out. Yeah, was there a poo chart? Has there been a poo chart involved? Yeah, we've had poo charts. You see, we kind of... He was reluctant. He's been reluctant the whole time. and But we've kind of got the toileting happening, and now this is just kind of getting beyond a joke now. Like, you know, he's basically getting to the stage where he's reciting TV shows and movies back, so he's very vocal and he's mm. very, you know, he, he's, he's out there. He's three and a half, but yep. he looks like a five-year-old. So he's quite big as well. So he's, it's just a bit ridiculous now. Yeah. Like the nappies literally aren't fitting him anymore. We're kind of having to are look you... at the going to Depends area of the the nappy <laughs> section just you... to try and get something which fits him. Are you trying the team poo? Like, are you? Is he pooing with you? Like, would you? Uh, do, do you have the capacity? A two toilet like bathroom drop. I don't think so. We're not... <laughs> what? We... You might be revealing a little more about your family life than. <laughs> Well, I'm thinking... This is why the bathroom's taken so long to renovate. He's got double toilets in everywhere. That's right. We've got three toilets. (laughs) The whole family going at once. So I'm thinking like more of a... I mean, he's probably too big for a potty now too. Yeah, this is the thing. It's just... Well, he never really... He was never into it. He didn't didn't take... What about one of those camping like homemade boxes? Ooh. Or just dig him a latrine. Yeah, latrine vibe would work. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like come summertime, we're just going to lock him out. Yeah. That's what I do with the greyhounds. Yeah, they eventually poop out there. So yeah, that'd yeah. work. You'll find somewhere. Mm. But yeah, I was just, I was just, I was just on the off chair. So if anyone else has got any tips or tricks, so we've tried bribery, and we, we, and I hate to do it. We're kind of getting to the angry point, and it's really not. I know how counterproductive that is, mm. but we oh, just Ellis, don't know Ellis, how Ellis, else I, to. I kind feel of, that in in my soul. I, uh, feel, I feel that yeah. in my soul. You know what's wrong? In your, in your heart of hearts, you know, this is wrong. I shouldn't be doing this. But it's so frustrating when yeah. he just refuses yep. to, you know, you know, you know, he knows he needs to go. It's not a, he's fully aware of what's going on because he goes and puts his name. He doesn't have accidents in his undies or anything like that. But yeah, anyway. Oh, I don't know. Geez, he's a good holder on her, huh? Oh. I think our idea was good, though. I think, you know, you, you wait till it's a bit warmer. Then you get some real kind of Western Front vibes going on with some trenches out in the backyard and just kind of he can live out there and Um, and get a bit of mustard gas going on. (laughs) You said said he wasn't having issues in his pants, right? So it's just he puts the nappy on? Yeah, he goes and puts it on himself. So if he had no access to nappies, what would happen? Well, this is kind of where we're getting down to now. Like, you know, how do... See, we're not really keen on the nighttime no nappy situation. Oh, that could end terribly. Yeah, the, yeah, I understand. Yeah, the suggestion maybe of withholding the nappies from him, but is that something we like? Is this kind of I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. We it's, it's one of those things where it's, we don't want to. The impact of this psychologically can be. You were talking before about you know yeah. what, am I, what am I doing? How is this going to impact them? I am you know from first hand from experiencing with kids with trauma and stuff like that. You really do see how sometimes these types of situations can affect kids yeah. <laughs> incredibly yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. Okay, yeah. that, But right. then, but then there's no alternative apparent in front of you some of the time, right? 
well, well this is it like you know and I, but he's almost he's he's very proud of it like you know he he comes in and says i've got my nappy on and you know he strips around and <laughs> it's full and of he, turds he laughs in your face. He, and that's it he laughs in your face while you're changing you he goes you've got to change my bum it's like it's a stewie griffin moment esque. so is it a connection thing like is it just he just doesn't want to do it by himself or he goes off and does no, we, no we, we've tried to no, we've like sat there and tried sitting with him like bribing him with you can watch you know Paw Patrol or Bluey or whatever he wants to watch on the phone Rick and Morty on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely you know we have a bit of we have a bit of father son bonding time watching Rick and Morty that's great um, yeah but it just doesn't seem to we just I don't know he just he won't do it he just won't and it's that pure pain or attentiveness but you know, that's funny. Well, in more ways than one. Yeah, that's funny. Um, but <laughs> if you um, if you have any kind of tips for Rich, get in yeah. contact. Let yeah, us know. Yeah. Also, on the subject of nappies, um, Monty, you may have heard in a recent episode, uh, you gave us the, the question, any nappy tips to the pants panel? And we, we essentially said we didn't know what you wanted exactly, but just try harder was yep. the advice that we gave you. Uh, but we we weren't too sure kind of what you were asking. Now were we right that maybe you're having some leakage issues? Yeah, it was um it was very early on. The issues I was having more were I don't know. It, I, it probably wasn't conscious on on her part, but she was she was doing a, a number one and a number two whenever I would go to change the nappy. So in in between nappy one and nappy two, I would always get. A, a, a spray. Yeah, a, a yeah, ablution that, that of some always, sort. That, that happens so often. It's almost like... It's weird, some right? Some sort of sen- sens- sensory reaction to fresh air, right? Yeah. I'd say it would be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's gotten, I've gotten a lot better at nappies, I think. Um, uh, I still occasionally don't pull out the little folds enough on the sides and you get a bit of leakage, but I'm getting a lot better at that. Yeah. Have you had this? I, I loved when, like, you know, when we first had our daughter and we were sitting there and, you know, you treat them with so much care and you just, they're like literally these little breakable objects in your hands. Yeah. And then you watch a, and then you watch a midwife put them into a one. <laughs> yep. And they're like literally <laughs> jamming their arms and elbows out. Like their elbows are bending over and they just rip their wrists. Yep. Straight out, you're just like, oh my god, they're gonna. Just, but you realise how unbreakable. That's exact. I've you know, been we, through that exact same so, thing too. Yeah. yeah, we are so we we just coddle them so much, and they're just capable of so much <laughs> flexibility and everything at that age. But yeah, I'm, I think that's. A, I'm really proud of the strength of um, Augie's neck. Lindsay's always like, you should hold her neck more. And I'm like, nah, she's gaining it. She's getting a real strong neck. <laughs> She'll yeah. be and, um, and she is. It's she's paid got a huge off. Head. She's got that. No yeah, exactly. Head. I was like, she had to work at this from day dot. And now she's yeah. lifting that giant head of hers up. And so it's like, you know, she's smart. She's all. She'll be there. a rugby prop, no drama. Yeah, exactly. I was say a Canadian Greco rugby <laughs> exactly. wrestling team, maybe. Yeah. Uh, it's me. Now, I have some questions for you guys. And I listened to your chatting about being a father on the sidelines of sports games. And mm-hmm. I think that you guys all came at it with a very uh, small geographic area. Like, you guys are all from the same place, right? The Central Coast? Yes. Yeah. Well, well yeah. originally, yes. Yeah, yeah, originally. And that's where your kind of your childhood sporting kind of father on the sideline stuff would have come from. I came from the outer inner west and played a lot of soccer growing up. The fathers were, were very different at soccer to what you guys described. <laughs> there was, a, a, within my, you know, from about five to 
20 years old, I have seen 20 or 30 different games end in fights between the sidelines. Like, it's just so much testosterone, so many different ethnic groups, so much kind of you need to be doing better at this. You know, it's that old um, soccer quote. Platini said it, I think. Some people say soccer's a matter of life and death. That's not true. It's far more important than that. And it's like <laughs> that, that kind of fervor that kind of vigor and you know it usually ends with punch-ons and and, you know you get a bunch of 16 year old italian portuguese and greek kids around it's just you know showing off ready to fight all that kind of stuff so i had a very different experience with sporting sidelines growing up so you know that's i wanted to get into that but then i wanted to get into the strong neck i've been watching a lot of olympics with augie as well and i wanted to ask you guys about as she has a mother from Canada and a father from Australia, when do I push her to start taking Australian teams, as I assume she's going to be a strong-necked yeah. athlete of some sort? Uh, and like, yeah. or where do I push her to take Canada because she wouldn't make a, a, a better Australia team? Now, got to start early. Yep. If you just indoctrinate early, I don't think there's, there's, there'll be no turning back. Love it. And and that's where I think you know maybe maybe something as simple as you know we don't. You know, we don't start with any bluey or any sort of anything like that. You're literally just watching, like highlights, um, Regan Clockwork Orange tackle. style. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, like it, it's a Matilda's lot of rugby, yeah, yeah. or it's a lot yeah. of Matildas, or it's a lot of, um, you know, I can handle that. Uh, now, Monty, Ben, not so much, but very definitely Richard. He's indoctrinated his children very early. When did you start putting them in Sydney Swans gear, Rich? Uh, from birth, nice. that was pretty much straight away. Yeah, she's got yeah. a Swannies um, outfit as well. She's been wearing her Swannies uh, stuff, excellent. of course. Beautiful. Yep, <laughs> yep. In there, that's 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 fairly uncontroversial on the shearing. There's not really a no question Canadian at all. And, equivalent in there, and the colours fit perfectly. Exactly, exactly. And Mike Pike, the great Canadian who played for the Swans, has always been Absolutely, a huge, yeah. huge part of it. So, yeah. Yeah, no, no problems yeah. there. That's not the issue. I think it was... And I suppose with ice hockey, is she going to be she, oil, with the thing in Leafs? Oilers, Oilers, mate. Oilers, Oilers. We, uh, Oilers. Yeah, she oh, sorry, she sorry. already has an Oilers jersey, um, a dry subtle jersey cool. sent yeah. by her grandparents in Canada. Um, so I suppose it's going to come down to the football and soccer, it's, really. It's national it? team stuff. And yeah. I want her to play soccer. Yeah. I want her to play the, the round ball game. And it was upsetting watching the Tillies go out early and then watching Canada yeah. do so bloody well. Do you think that the allegiance stuff is going to be more from your wife's extended family than your wife? Because is your wife that into sport at all? Or? No, not really. Yes, it'll be more the extended family. Mm. Oh, well, they, you don't need to worry about them, do you? They're bloody other side of the world. What are they going to do? They do listen to the pod. Well, it, oh, no. <laughs> Mont, as a parent, early so like it's early doors, but how do you feel your sideline persona is going to um, affect your daughter's performance or, yeah, or you know, how, how much of a part of yeah. that well, I was um, listening, are you going to be? Yeah, I was listening to your um, the whole chat about it and thinking about how I will react to that. I think I got a really good feel of that when about four years ago my wife decided to start for the first time ever a soccer team, a six-a-side soccer team with the nurses she worked with and I volunteered to coach and so I, for the first time ever, was coaching five, six grown women who had never played football before, before playing football. Yep. Let's just say I only lasted one season because I was maybe a bit too 
too harsh on him, a little too rambunctious. Well, it was that thing that one of you guys was saying, jockey, jockey. It was stuff like that. I was yelling, you know, park the bus. You got it. Where's the Traquatista? You know, what are we doing out here? And and they're just looking at me like, what the? F- what are you talking about? Like that kind of vibe. So I think. I might be a bit too kind of bit too into it, so I want to I want to work on that now and try and calm cool that down a bit. So do you feel that playing the round ball game, and you would have heard that my experience with my son playing basketball was just turned into a horrendous experience exactly. for him. Yep. And he'll never play again. Yes, um, because I was too close to it. Yep, and that's so my worry. Do you feel? Yeah, yeah, yeah because I yeah, you're so a bit, you are a, you're a football nut. I worry yeah. if she starts playing football that you're going to... It's not exactly the most low... Pro- not, as you say, it's much more important than life and death. Exactly. Mm. It, it, that's the kind of <laughs> mentality. And I can understand that going in. It's a very difficult thing to separate yourself from, isn't it? Yeah. Are you already looking at her kind of working out what a position would be? What a optimal... Like, is she a defender or... Well, it depends how big the neck is. He- actually, the head. head. Yeah, head. Yes. Up front, surely. Yeah, big bonce, Australia style. Yeah, yeah, get a big head up the front. That's what we do. So, yeah, maybe. The big the, the big sweeper at the back. Yeah, that's... calling the plays. Yeah, I like that too. Um, hacking the bone at the end of the strike as they come studs in. Studs up. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. The bone. But I am thinking about it a lot. It's, it's um, a worry. I should... Maybe leave it for a while. Just a little while. But apparently it's never too early to uh, indoctrinate them in the club that you want them to follow. Correct. Also, and you've got to have a plan. Yeah. My wife's English as well. She was born in England. There you go. And so we've had, we've had a fair bit of um, a couple of little English kit stuff come in the mail and that's, they've all disappeared, funnily enough. I'm not quite sure what happened to a lot of that type of that's stuff. That's the right thing to happen yeah. to that stuff. So yeah, that's I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. These kind of things, just they just happen. Yeah. It's like, oh, what happened to that? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Yeah, your football jersey's gone home. Football's coming home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rich and I have been friend for, friends for decades. I had no idea about that. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because um, he keeps it all. Because he chucks it all out. And... We, we, and <laughs> And me and another another good dad out there, Mr. Phillips, we indo- we tried to indoctrinate uh, Wiggins's daughter, oh. taking her to the taking to the rugby league, and mm. bought her one of the cute- better sporting uh, stories. Yeah, stitch ups. Yeah. Well, yeah. Look, it was a stitch up, but you know, I I take I take full responsibility as a parent. Mm. It was my responsibility to have her indoctrinated prior to well, giving exactly her the right. opportunity. To be in so, so hang on, hang on, hang on. Before you go on, for context, uh, yeah. Ben goes for the Cronulla Sharks in the NRL Rugby League, but Richard and uh, Phillips, the other fellow we're talking about here, are South Skies, South Sydney. If you're, going, if you're asking a what, three or four year old girl at the time, which would you prefer, a flag with a fluffy bunny on it, or the flag with the great white shark on it? It wasn't the money or the box for her, so we had a we had a little bit of South indoctrination going on there. That was a good little move. So just be careful, I suppose, is what I'm saying to the dads out there. Make sure that you indoctrinate before someone else gets their club That's brought back memories. I have a, um, a friend of the family's was, as I grew up, trying to indoctrinate me into the South's culture as well. Uh, uh, yeah, I remember that now. Wow, that's brought back Did he back start by knocking memories. all your teeth out? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I mean, this was in the... Uh, we we are a Balmain Tigers family, and um, we weren't we weren't brilliant at this time in South are better. So I was almost I was you know tempted at that time, 
but I'll um, put no, some uh, boo sound oh. effects under there. Don't worry, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, everyone's been tempted before, but you always have to go back to you know what you know is right. Yes, in your own heart. Good. Agreed. My daughter still goes for Souths. So. <laughs> <laughs> does, does she really? Oh, yep. Oh, look, that we is awesome. That every is awesome. time <laughs> I see her now, like we always like. It, it is a brilliant story, and I think the nuance of the story is probably lost in how we've told it. But basically, I don't what think happened? The moral was, of the story is very good. Get them early no, and just brainwash them. Yeah, but it's such a good story. I mean, I'm not even mad. <laughs> <laughs> the um. So basically, we showed up. It was the first game of football that I'd taken my daughter to, and it was it was just a trial game. So we showed up. We sit down, and obviously, I'm there with my four year old daughter. And both Craig and Richard didn't have kids at this time. So they both said at the same time, who wants a drink? And off they went with me thinking, oh, well, isn't that lovely? They knew that I was here with my daughter. You know, they've gone to grab a drink. Isn't that great? They probably, you know, they'll probably get her something from the, from the snack bar as well. Little did I know that they would then come back and in, before they even handed me my drink, handed over a South flag. And, and that's the end. Like, and and there we go. Wow. Like, and she's never wavered. If you ask her right now, what team do you go for? You're I supposed to wave that. a flag, though. Yeah. Thank you, Stu. <sighs> it's a dad podcast. We're meant to do dad jokes. Come on, guys. It was good, it was good Stu. I'll give it. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Sorry. That's right. We're meant to be more supportive of our dad jokes, aren't we? Well. No. Uh, no I think that's the level of support that dad jokes deserve. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to be like that, are we? Monty, did you have other questions or feedback? Oh, just some recent stuff that I'd been doing too. I've been, I got um, last COVID a fire pit as well, and I've been COVID. Yeah. As in last year, yeah, last year, as in like last time we were locked hashtag down. First COVID, yeah, last COVID one, COVID, yeah, yeah. I got a fire pit, <laughs> and um, I've taken then to. Then I realised everything was shit. So f- first of all, <laughs> go on. Have you got a next line? <laughs> yeah, I want to know where it's yeah, going. Yeah, yep. I was going to turn into something about roasting a baby, so I'll just. Oh <laughs> man. Um, yes, yeah. It's going to get dark. I'll crack a craft beer. That's good. And light that fire pit again. There you go. All right. Um, I have taken to burning everything. So I'm just getting as much stuff. My garden's so full of stuff that I'm just like, I'm putting leaves on there, dry leaves. Um, Why? Why? To get rid of the leaves. Not to burn, not, not for fire's sake, more as a practical kind of clear the garden's sake. What about the green bin? The green bin is full. The green bin's been full for months. Like it, it, Put it out. No, oh, well, it's full every time it goes out. <laughs> oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. Okay. That needs to go at the top of the yeah, pod. Put your green bin out. Um, so I wanted, So first of all, I heard you guys mentioning sand for the bottom. I'm one of, that, I'm one of those dads that don't know what you're talking about. Why do I need sand in the bottom? Well, so you don't kind of burn the fuck out of the bottom of your fire pit? That's right. You don't want direct fire onto the bottom of your fire pit. Otherwise, the bottom of your fire pit's going to like fall out of its own asshole. Oh man, I got a pretty. It's a, which we don't yeah, want. Yeah, definitely don't want that. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, I've been burning stuff in there. There's a lot of. Yeah, maybe I should put some sand in there. I suppose. Eh? Shit. Well, <laughs> well look, I should I, point I, out I too. To... I don't know. 
this might be obscure for people who remember, but the uh, the family barbecue I went to where we had a fire and then the um, the, the the dads had a competing fire. Mm. It was there wasn't any sand in either of those fires. Mm. What like are they like? What what's going on? Yeah, I don't subscribe. I just put a with the residual ash. That'll do. Yeah, I got a heap of residual ash there now. That's that's yeah. fine. Um, there you go. There's the there's the title. All sorts of fracture fractures or whatever it was mm. is what I'm going with so far. Now, I I need to, you know, this is this is a moment of um, you know where I reflect in most in most of the pods that we do, and I tell you something that I did stupidly uh, in regards to something we'd spoken about earlier. You tell now, us stupidly, made... or the thing was stupid. Both of those things. Okay. I'm terrible at words. The I got our new fire pit up and running. Yep. Uh, and flame on, all good. Kindling, well well managed kindling, uh, well managed fire up until the point where kindling I had no in-betweens. I had no in-betweens and I went too early with a... Big logs. With a you log. went too oh, early on with yeah, the big okay. logs. Oh. Yep. So what and happened? Just go out, just go soft, and kind of. Well, so this is where I got out dadded mm. by the neighbour, right? He so brought we some had... over. No, like no, not allowed. But he did throw his half size blower. Oh, right? He's got a battery yeah. powered blower. How good's that? Yeah, a blower on a fire. I got the blower onto the fire pit. Oh, it's great, and... isn't it? Just spectacular. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. spectacular. Yeah. You've got to so, start off gentle with that. You don't want to kind of go in too hard with a blower on a fire, especially no. the crowd around. It gets crazy. Absolutely. Yeah, but it can get intense. What I've realised is that I need to buy an axe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think that's one of the great dad moments. I've, the first time you actually go and buy your own axe. I'm so yeah. excited. Bizarrely, I've just inherited a lot of axes, but never bought one myself. Ooh. I don't know why a lot of axes know, keep, giving, keep giving me axes. <laughs> yes. That's what I mean. Like, I've always a weapons had... box. Yeah, yeah, That's an axe special weapons box. Wow. Did I've you... got at least five axes that I've been given. Like, When do I get a chance oh to gosh. buy my own damn axe? Do Hang people on. just kind of... Are they, are they may be people from the future coming around giving you these with the... So, Stuart, have you got your axe? No, <laughs> they're trying axe. to indoctrinate they 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 into the axe-throwing, <laughs> Australian axe-throwing team. Mm. Well, we don't, we don't want to Is get into David Foster. Nice. David Foster, you beauty. I think David... I dad sport. Yeah, I was going to say, wood chopping, ultimate dad sport. 2032 Olympics. I know here's a phrase that's said often on this podcast. We might dedicate a future episode to David Foster and wood chopping. Just... Just to add to the pile, um, the wood pile that is quickly growing. Yeah. So, hang on. Let me let me just backtrack slightly here. Now, did you not buy any kind of middle ground wood? Well, I thought that I had, but it turns out that I hadn't. What I should have done was pre-bought an axe and then split the the log into maybe thirds. And that would have given me, you know, some sort of intermediary, uh, you know, timber work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, rather than just basically dousing my 
you know, <laughs> making my fire worse by putting heaps of wood on it, which mm. is a really strange thing. But um, also, last it, time you said sorry. Last time you said this uh, fire pit was out on your front yard, so your whole neighbourhood's watching you mess up absolutely. your mess up your wood rotation. So there were three fire pits out on front lawns on that day, Whoa. and it, yeah, so like embarrassing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, did I get it up and running uh, the fire uh, with help of the blower and some some intermediary wood that I'd found around the around the place? Yes, I did. Mm. Uh, did we have a good night? Yes. So what's, what is this weird kind of... Do you like rhetorical questions? <laughs> I do, yes. Uh, do I? What is, this, what is this weird kind of fire pits all the way up the street situation you've got with your neighbours? I was going to say, front, front yard fire pit. Is it, is it yeah. Was I, the, were you talking to each other? Yes. I don't yes. know that I've ever That's seen yes. that before, uh, except in maybe well, Lord of the Rings when they were trying to get... Those, uh, the the signal across to Rohan that the the invasion was happening. Gary Rohan, the um, <laughs> so <laughs> so basically, look, Monty, you may not know this, but I live in a in a street um, where I'm basically part of a cult. Ah, uh, so a we're actually yeah, <laughs> the we're really good friends with a large number of our neighbours. Okay. There's a lot of children. There's a lot of, you know, in in, in pre-COVID times, there was, you know, quite a lot of, um, you know, get-togethers and fun times. Cool. Um, the, the, uh, essentially, Monty, their street is so tight with each other that Matt, Rich and myself find it highly suspicious and, and feel the whole street is probably a cult of some kind. Okay. Because nobody likes, nobody likes their neighbours as much as these people seem to like each other. You ever seen that movie away on Training Day? Together. Is it like that movie Training Day? What is Denzel Washington my neighbour? Yeah, like do you have all those gangster <laughs> guys that are all hanging out the front of their house? They seem to all have fire pits out the front of their house in Training Day. <laughs> in barrels, okay. though. And rather. also, also watch out because they'll all turn on you one day. Oh, Sorry, I've gotten two training day. Yeah. I watched training day recently. Too close to the bone. You'll get a chance to fire off a cracking monologue, though, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I run shit here. You just live here. That kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, um, All right. So, so while your fire's burning fun. out because you haven't yeah. got yeah, the drilling right. wood to put on. We ain't running any shit right there. Yeah. The, um, yeah, so we we all got together. And because, obviously, in the middle of COVID, we can't. You know, we can't go and visit each COVID other and two? we can't... Yeah, yes. <laughs> hashtag COVID2. Yeah, yeah. And so we all decided to just pull our fire pits out uh, in the front yard and all sort of talk loudly across the street to each other. I wish that Which I'm sure our other so neighbours... Yeah, I know. Is it a large street? Can you, can you talk to those across the street? Yes. That's probably breaching, yeah, it's like, probably it's, breaching uh, COVID lockdown rules. If I was a police officer listening, I'd probably go and... Have a bit of a sniff around that street, actually. Look, we have had uh, we have had some visits. I'm not going to lie. Have you? Uh, yeah, yeah, we've had a couple of visits. Uh, okay. But surely all why, why are you dickheads all talking out here on the street together? Well, see, that's the thing. We're, uh, from my understanding, we are not uh, we're not breaching any sort of protocols by sitting on our front lawns having a fire. Because you're technically in your own front front yard. Correct. Well, do you have megaphones or something? What do you, oh, no, I'm pretty... How I'm, do you get into somebody four houses up? 
Oh, because okay, so someone is directly next door, and someone is directly across the road. So we we don't have. So the fire the pits are for, for smoke signals, essentially. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm getting really good at it. I burned some blankets, but I'm getting heaps better now. <laughs> they all had measles in them anyway, so it doesn't matter. Wow, it was smallpox. Wow. Like, I can't remember. Historical reference. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Poor historical uh, reference. Well, incorrect well, historical reference. <laughs> Irrelevant <laughs> historical reference. <laughs> Any other things we want to kind of uh, quickly wrap up with before we leave? Anyone got any uh, um, any suggestions for dealing with gas in a baby? It's I, I didn't realise this was going to be such a big thing. Any help would be much appreciated. Um, farty babies, gassy babies. Yeah, please. Just say one word or one thing. Gripe water. Yeah, okay. Um, it's a little bit controversial. Yep. There's an alcoholic version and there's a non-alcoholic version. And then there's another mystery version. So should I go the mystery uh, version? Mystery version sounds amazing. If you can find a chemist, seriously, yep. if you can find a chemist to mix up the mystery version, Sweet. you're doing very well because that stuff is amazing. All right, we got one batch of it, and then we couldn't get it again. All right, mystery but version it, it, gripe it, water, it, great. But the um, the Coles purple and blue labelled bottles were pretty good too. That, so wh- gripe water. That's great. Is this like? Is this like? Baby Pfizer or something. It's like it's we know it exists, but it's really hard to get your hands on. Oh, this stuff was this stuff was a nightmare. Like we got from one, we we got it from a friend, and they had some left over, and so we got this stuff, and it was phenomenal. Like you know, it was just kind of the baby was just zunk, and um, then we like we talked to her chemist, and they said, oh no, we don't mix it up anymore because you have to do it like it's a proper old school pharmacy. You reckon dark form. web? Yeah. You reckon it's I could like get a it compound. on the dark like web? A, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like you had to... <laughs> so, but no one would do it anymore. Like, the guy who made it moved away to another pharmacy somewhere. Like Mr. Gripe. In a different state type thing. And so if you can track down the guy who makes this magical... It was like Baby Breath or Baby Blow or something like that it was called. Okay. Baby Blow? Magical Gripe. Yeah. <laughs> magical Gripe Water. Magical but, um, It's just a bunch of babies wow. talking really fast and, and you know, buying stock. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. It's good. Um, we we that's a great. Thank you. That's really good advice. We got some of the um, more medical sounding, less kind of fifties prospect. Uh, you know, prospect and name yeah. product. I think it was called like Infanticol or something like that. Yeah, um, Gripe Water does sound very kind of. Uh, yeah, prospected tonic, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, made in a bath. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where this other one was. Like, it's that kind of thing that I, it was probably just laudanum or something. It was probably yeah. sold by a, a father and son who travelled town to town selling it. Like, yeah, yeah that's that's right. <laughs> Is it the sort of thing that if you put, if you haven't mixed it correctly, if you put a ladle into it, the ladle would come out without the spoon portion on it? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I just poured it straight in my child's mouth for that. Worry about it All right, so uh, mystery gripe water is what I'm looking for. <laughs> mystery gripe water. If anyone knows where Great. you can find mystery gripe water, yeah, I'm telling you, it's the bomb. Great, right. good to hear. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you, Rich and Ben, our pants panel experts, and Monty. Glad to have you back, sir. Great to be back. Dad on. And we're going to uh, get more into some Monty questions next time. So see ya. Peace out, y'all. Hey, Stu. Hey. 
I'm feeling kind of unfunny tonight, but this this caught me and made me laugh a bit. Listen to this um, from News.com. It's a headline followed by a you know a subheader. A pro paintballer sacked over cruel post. A professional paintballer has been slammed and then sacked from her team after a TikTok post went viral for all the wrong reasons. Right. What do you think a World War II vet would think of that post? Like a professional paintballer has been sacked for something she said on TikTok. What is the world now? Like, and then I read further. She, <laughs> it was her on TikTok reacting to a video of a kid who had COVID who was in hospital. The kid was on the larger side, and she said he doesn't need a vaccine; he needs a fucking treadmill. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and she's been sacked from get this Team USA paintball, the national oh. team. What is what is the world? Can now? she go and can she go and play for Team Canada now? Ah, uh, well, they wouldn't take a bully like her. That's more oh, of a, like Puerto a French Rico, team. Well. Yeah, Puerto Rico team. Russian? Maybe. Russian team would love it. That um, Russian uh, Olympic Committee. What's with Look, that? It's just Russia. Why? What the fuck was that? Why Why are you so concerned about, you know, what World War II vets think about the TikTok kind of era? Oh, like, they're the social conscience. Yeah. Well, That's I a, don't know. There's a lot of crossover. There's probably only, you know, a handful of buggers left. Uh, the greatest generation, mate. Like, what have we got? we got TikTok. Oh, yeah. Well, we've also got paintball. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and paintball. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lucy. Oh, Lucy. If you're listening to this podcast while trying to go to sleep, and quite frankly it's probably a good idea, good time to listen to it, here's something that might help tip you over the edge into dreamland. It's some dad pants ASMR. Croc. Bonjour. Reuben. Sanjay Mandraker. The Wreck of the Sesperus. Ferdinand Magellan's Taint
rhythm is a dancer. <laughs>